What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode six of the show, the podcast. My name is Kenny. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. If you are watching this week on YouTube, you will see right next to me, our boy Yeo is here. He came to stop by, have a nice conversation about the game. Yeo, what's going on, man? All good, man. All good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for inviting me. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Um, and I want to start off with a little jab here. I know Yeo is our big Red Sox guy, so... I just got to present the Yankees cap right here on camera. Ah, uh, you want me to turn my hat around? I mean, we're going to do this all day. I'm used to it. Hey, it's up to you. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to flex a little bit here. Not that the Yankees have much to flex about right now, but that's another discussion for another time. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan in 2020, <laughs> so there's not much, not much to talk about. <laughs> you, can, you can look at your, your scape, uh, scope of the season right now as like the Yankees a few years ago where they sold the parts – and maybe a year or two later, you can maybe get right back into it or get closer to getting back into it. Uh, yeah, I think for the Red Sox are probably, instead of one or two years, probably three or five. Like three to five, I think that's the range where I, I'm saying now with the trade deadline coming, I know there's, I mean, we're already just now, like 30 minutes ago, we traded Mitch Moreland. So that's just the first piece that is going to move. I'm sure the Red Sox are going to keep moving. We need young arms in the pen and in the starting rotation. That's, that's the key. So it's, it's going to be a tough few years. I know that much, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Red Sox was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about just in general. But talking about trades, this might kind of seem different. I know Chris Sale's hurt. Chris Sale might not help you five, six years from now. Why not take a shot at seeing what you can get for him? Yeah, I, I wonder how the – I guess his market is, you know, especially – Injury, he's, he's battled injuries the last, uh, the last few years. He hasn't been at his best uh, either. So I just wonder how much they can actually gain back. Maybe they're considering him like, you know, we need him. In order to get back, we're going to need him. Obviously, they're paying a lot of money for him. So I guess, I don't, I don't know where their head's at as far as that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they can get back right now. I feel like they may even better, be better off by just keeping him. And hopefully you can get a little bit of what he used to be. Yeah, I mean, he is basically the only legitimate pitcher on that team right now. I know Eduardo Rodriguez has been a major disappointment. People go in and out of the rotation. And that's like, even as a Yankees fan, I like when the Red Sox are good. It adds a little bit of drama to everything. I mean, now it's, it's a Yankee. Support. Yeah, Yankees-Red Sox series right now, 2020 COVID-19 aside, is not as entertaining as it used to be. Right, and if you think about it, 2020 COVID season – Short season, you're playing 10 games against each opponent in that division. Imagine if both the Red Sox and Yankees were good. That would have been amazing, even without fans. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those years that, well, we got to forget about the Red Sox and it's everybody else. You know, the Jays are playing well. The Rays are hanging in there as well, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, the Red Sox are just not – they're at the bottom there with the Orioles, which, you know, I, I think we saw it coming especially after seeing the pitching struggles from last, it started last year, but yeah, the thing is with the Red Sox too, once they do rebuild some of those younger arms ownership and, and uh, the front office are so aggressive. It won't take long for them to get back a couple big trades, a couple prospects hit at the right time. And you never know. 
Yeah, and they, and they, they don't mind spending. You know, they're one of those big markets that are willing to spend. Uh, they got a couple of young pieces. They got Bogarts. They got Devers, who's still developing as well. Verdugo looking decent. Um, you know, Benintendi never reached the potential, I guess, they thought he would. JBJ is kind of meh. So maybe trade those parts for arms. And then hopefully Jeter Downs also, that's the prospect that they mm -hmm. got in, the, in that Dodger-Mookie trade. Hopefully he pans out as well. So, I mean, there's, it can go either way. But I think once they, they feel like they're close enough, they're going to open the, the checkbooks again. Absolutely. So, guys, before we get into the real content of this episode, two quick announcements. Number one, I want to shout out ClevelandFan87 on Twitter. He's the proud recipient of a signed Frank Thomas card, putting it into the YouTube camera right there. Um, had a little giveaway on Twitter to help get some interest in the, in the channel, in the show. And congratulations to ClevelandFan87. I will be shipping that out to you shortly. Uh, announcement number two, totally just pumping myself up here. Made World Series for the first time last weekend. Very, very proud MLB The Show player right now. Let's go. Dude, I'm telling you, it was the longest climb I've ever experienced. So, like a month ago, I bought a monitor. I'd never played on a monitor before. Always a TV guy. So that explains all my struggles right there. If I, I don't think I ever got past, like, 680 on a TV. I was actually talking about this literally an hour ago on stream. If you're, like, a... 700 750 player and you play on a monitor you can become a world series player or if you play on a tv and you can become you can mm -hmm. make the jump from 700 to 900 if you switch from tv to monitor it's absolutely that big of a difference it's that big of a difference yeah so i got a one millisecond response time not an expensive monitor like 150 bucks just something that would work and other than getting used to pitch speeds and pitch breaks on like hall of fame and legend it was much easier than I thought it would be, to be perfectly honest. You, you start being early on fastballs that you can't explain. Why. Oh, absolutely. But that's a good problem to have, especially in MLB The Show 20, where you get rewarded more for being early than late. You know, it's not, this is not the 17 that just late, be late, be great, or whatever the, the mm -hmm. same was. <laughs> this one, you got to be early to be successful. So you want the monitor. But again, congrats, because I know a lot of people struggle to make World Series. So, and it's, it's a good feeling. You get stubs, you get good players, which yep. obviously helps out for all the other things. And the first World Series is always the toughest one. Once you get the first one out of the way, it becomes a lot easier because you get over that mental, uh, you know, bump that you can – you block – a lot of people block themselves uh, when they're close to World Series, but they keep choking the last few games. So getting that first one is always huge. And what you learn on your first push to World Series, too, at least what I learned – having basically played on all-star difficulty my whole life because I never had the monitor, you learn which pitchers perform better on Hall of Fame and Legend who get rocked on all-star. So you learn how to pitch these different ways and how to catch people off guard. It's, a, it's a, like a learning curve, really. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people that play, for example, in the five and 600 hate Kerry Wood because, I mean, he throws hard, but he's tough to control. But if you use Kerry Wood on Legend, he's probably a top three pitcher. I, I just prestiged him. Yeah. I mean, and prestige version, even better. Yeah. You know, he's going to throw 101, 102. That slurve is disgusting with the cutter. I mean, obviously, you're going to need to control him, but the pitch speed difference is huge, you know? Mm -hmm. Jumping from All-Star to Hall of Fame, especially on Legend, it's insane. And you mentioned uh, being early on pitches better in this year anyway than being late. I feel like the last couple weeks, especially, even if you're just on the wrong side of good, you still qualify as good, but you're on the wrong side. Exit velos are just trash right now. Or you lose at least 10 miles an hour, I would say. And 
and it may be like the good is here and the timing is right here. It, you were that close to being perfect, and that's enough to make it instead of a warning or a, a home run, it's gonna be a lazy fly ball, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it makes that big of a difference. So you gotta be early. You're better being early, just early, and on the left side of good than being on the right side of good. What do you think of when uh, they release that update to hitting where they show you now the hitting meter and the bat track? And I think it was a couple months now we've had that. I actually like the feedback. It's, yeah. it's different, but I like it a lot. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I think a, a lot of people ask for, for things. And that's, I, th- I think that's one, one thing that a lot of people were asking for. Like, where am I missing? What am I doing wrong? So this tells you a lot. It gives you kind of like a bigger feedback on it so you see where you miss how by how much you miss so you can actually work on those things i think it's great it gives you the launch angle exit velo obviously still does it uh you have the power numbers there or Mm -hmm. the the hitting attributes uh so you know instantly obviously you're gonna have swings you're gonna have plays that is you're gonna be confused as to why didn't that get down you're gonna have your perfect, perfect line drive still, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, but having that feedback, I think it's a great addition to the, to the game. And something the developers, I think, have done a great job this year, not just with content, because we could talk for days and days about the content, but fixing, for the most part, fatal issues. Um, you know, early the first month of the game cycle, you couldn't catch a fly ball near the wall. It just wouldn't work. Um, the hitting, they just updated with the stuff we said. I know there are still some issues with base running. I know there's still some issues with urgency from outfielders. Sometimes outfielders pick up the ball. There's a guy rounding third and they just like take their time and lollipop it in there. Um, but otherwise I think they've addressed most of the big issues. Yeah. And, and I think especially considering the year that we're on uh, being a COVID year, we, we used to see, I feel like we used to see a lot more updates uh, patches throughout the year. This year obviously hasn't been the, the case. And I think the COVID has a, has a reasoning behind it. Um, last year we had uh, a lot more issues. Like I feel people, people tend to forget. It's kind of like that recency bias. People tend to forget how bad the lineouts were, how mad people were <laughs> at those lineouts. And this year it's a lot better. Does it happen? Of course it happens. It's going to happen. Uh, but this year we also have some good days and bad days. I feel like the game can play differently and it feels different some days than others. Uh, but in general, it keeps improving. You know, when, when the first kick, uh, the game first came out, people were going crazy at how great the hitting was. We were also playing on veteran and all-star. We yeah. were playing on Hall of Fame and, <laughs> and, and legends. So they, they heard the people, uh, I guess the community complaining of how good the hitting was, complaining, and, and I mean complaining because everyone's scoring 20 and 30 runs. So they had to change it up, and people got mad at that uh, back then. Uh, I mean, I still think it's better than 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. only wise but gameplay-wise, and considering everything that's going on in the world, I think they've done a good job. I mean, it's, it's obvious that they listen to us, you know, so they work on things that the community complains and wants to see. So I'm, I'm still enjoying the game a lot, you know? Yeah. And I think content wise too, um, you know, so many of us who play this game are online players because we like the online competition battle Royale. There's a million reasons for that, but this year they started to trend the game more towards not just no money spent players, but also offline guys. You could still play offline modes and rip packs and build teams and do all this stuff. Um, You know, I think the trend will continue that way, not to ignore online people, but just to make sure everybody can enjoy the game equally. I mean, it's, it's a great balance at what they've done this year. Adding showdown is a great mode. 
Even online players are enjoying Showdown. Mm -hmm. You get a ton of XP, you get a ton of packs, a ton of stubs, which is great for the online players as well. But the offline players can work on that grind and not even have to worry about anything else. Um, Conquest is still going to be a part of the game. Um, you know, seeing the Babe Ruth grind is all offline, but the online players don't mind doing that offline grind to get a card like that Babe Absolutely, Ruth. Absolutely, yeah. You know? So it's, it's kind of like a perfect balance, I think, for the online and, and offline what they're doing. They added more to the offline uh, players this year, which I think is good because there was pretty much nothing for them, right? And some people just want to play the game, build their team, and they don't even care about ranked seasons. Mm -hmm. And you have other people that only play ranked seasons. So it, 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 I think it's a, it's a good balance of what they've done and how to acquire uh, all the content. Like you got, you know, the no money spent teams, they really, you really don't have to spend money on the game to have a team yeah. that can compete with the God Squads, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you might, if you're a no money spent person, it might be much harder for you to complete your collections. But at the same time, there are so many other free cards that make up for that, that you could, like you said, just easily fill out a roster. Um, you know, and you mentioned the Babe Ruth grind. Part of me, I love the grind. I don't mind playing as a computer. If you get up by enough runs, you could bunt your way out of it. It's not a big deal. Part of me, though, is really disappointed you can't prestige that Babe Ruth. I know. It's, there's some, I feel like prestiging players was, is such a big win. Mm -hmm. People love it. People, it gives you a, a, another reason to use that card. I don't see why just make every card prestigible. Just go for it. Just make every card prestigible, no matter how you attain it. Just make it prestigible. Plus three on each attribute is not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it gives more people, seeing that red diamond, if it gives people a certain, I don't know, it makes, it makes people happier, right? So yeah. just make it prestigible for everyone, and, and that's it. Like, it's not going to make it, like, Babe Ruth, even though he's not prestigible, he's still one of the best hitting players. Oh, he's loaded. He's loaded. Mike Trout, he's... He, I mean, you can prestige Mike Trout, but even without prestiging that 99 Mike Trout, he's, for me, still probably the best card in the game, even better than Mickey Mantle. So, you know, it's not going to make a big difference. So just make everyone, mm -hmm. you know, prestigeable. <laughs> I've been on my events grind lately. Since I reached World Series, I didn't want to ruin it. So I just stopped playing ranked and I've been playing events. So I literally two days ago just prestiged Mickey and Jimmy Rollins. And in my opinion, those are the two guys that really benefit from the prestige because Jimmy gets that 80-80 power threshold. You can argue whether that's a difference or not. I think it is. And Mickey gets that diamond shield in center field. Yeah. But otherwise, like you said, I mean, what is really the difference between 120 contact and 123 contact? There's not much. And, and I think, like, you know, Jimmy Rollins is a great example. They gave him 77 on both sides on the power attributes for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, get him prestige and you're going to see that he's worth, worth it, right? Because a lot of people don't, don't like it. Um, I do think it makes a difference as well. Uh, Mickey Mantle, you're going to see some cases that are going to be like that. But Mickey Mantle, even if you don't have him prestige, he's still an insane card. Oh, he's unreal. He's unreal. He still has 92 speed. He still gets to everything. He's still a switch hitter with over 100 on every single attribute, right? So, I mean, it's still insane cards. The content has been, again, just out of this world. And talking about prestige cards, one of the next ones we'll probably get to prestige is uh, Player of the Month, Fernando Tatis. Just imagine, even... All right, let's, let's just say that 99 teaser card they gave us is basically exactly the same card they're about to drop. I would imagine it's close. It can't be much different. Yeah. Then you prestige this guy. He's going to be endgame. everyone's least favorite player to pitch to. Yeah, it, it, it would be endgame. That, I think 
I think they that was like a tease. Here's the Tatis. Make him the make him the lightning uh, round. Like just mm-hmm. make him the player of the month. Give him a ninety nine. Just transfer it there. They know how happy people were with that card. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. People started playing rank seasons that haven't touched rank seasons in weeks. Yeah, because they wanted to use that card. The swing that that card has is insane. Uh, a lot of people are using that Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks a lot slower. Gold fielding and he he has some weird animations. So Tatis doesn't have that. I mean, and, and Tatis is just super fun card to 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 use and, and a fun player to watch too. So fan favorite, just make him the player of the month. Give mm-hmm. us a 99 Tatis. And I mean, I, I think I think that's what they're doing. I think that's what they're gonna be doing. I'm I'm looking at other options as player of the month. And I think Tatis is, should be the, the, the clear-cut player of the month card. Yeah, it, it's hard to see who else could be that, like, the, the big reward. I mean, you could pick out 10 different guys who could be, like, the bosses along the way. Mm-hmm. But Tatis has been far and away the best player. Uh, and I think he's interesting, too, because he'll get probably the second-base secondary. Yeah. And some people who don't have Hornsby or maybe, maybe they're getting bored of Sandberg because he's really one of the only other guys. Biggio, if you, if you don't have him, Tatis yeah. could be a good option at second base. Yeah, and uh, I mean, my favorite player, uh, Roberto Alomar, but they made it about flawless rewards. So, so hard to get. have that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they made it a gold glove award instead of a silver slugger. So obviously the offensive attributes are mm-hmm. not as high as what they could have been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you can put, you can even put him at second, he'll probably end up having gold defense. He's still going to be good. I think the defense... The defense matters, but also I feel like the speed. I feel like some players, like Ernie Banks, is not going to get to some balls that Tatis will yep. because of the speed as well. So he's going to have a gun. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to have an arm that he's going to make every play. The card is going to be insane. Like, the card is going to be – I'm using the the live series Diamond now that he just got upgraded a couple – like a week or two ago. And I'm using him as my starting shortstop at the CCL and – He's been amazing. Like, he has a home run every game. It's funny you mentioned speed in the middle infield because as a lifelong Yankee fan growing up watching Derek Jeter, there were always arguments about, is Derek Jeter actually a good fielder? Is he just getting gold gloves because he's Derek Jeter? I think he was a good enough fielder whose range suffered because he wasn't always – like, he was a above-average speed guy, but he was not, like, a lightning speed guy. He just couldn't get to every ball. Um, and that definitely makes a difference that people forget about, I think. I think that's it's the the new analytics is what made him a bad defender. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, like a below average. Like if you look at if we look at it at, at MLB the Show card, he would probably have like 80 speed with like 75, 80 fielding. Right, mm-hmm. he would be like above average, but he wouldn't be elite in either one. Um, he just Derek Jeter was just a winner, and he was the one that invented that not invented but perfection <laughs> that jump throw uh you know it was he was fun to, I, I always respected the hell out of it i you know respected how he played and how he carried those young especially in the 90s at mm-hmm. such a young age how he came in and just became the leader of that team uh but yeah i mean mlb the show wise he would be an okay card Right? Yeah, like he'd just be all right. Were, we're thinking like, oh, the 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 collection, you know, the Mike Trout. People were thinking A Rod. A Rod would be a beast card, but Jeter. People were saying Jeter. Jeter wasn't gonna be in the middle of the year. Like in July, he's not gonna come out. Mm-hmm. He's gonna use him to sell games or to sell the, the actual game. But a card like that, he's not gonna be the best card. Like people are gonna use him because he's Derek Jeter. There's there's a lot of the Yankees fans out there. Uh, but but yeah, the the average the, or the 
the power, the speed, and the defense is just going to be kind of like, eh, okay. It's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. A few episodes ago, I had Scuffy McGee on, so I was speaking to him a little bit um, just about content like, like we're talking about now. And we thought next year for 21, it would be super cool if on the cover – this is all – this would never happen. But we're just saying on the cover, you get Jeter, Nomar, and A-Rod. And it was all three. Imagine, especially because we're going Xbox next year, mm-hmm. it's going to be huge. Imagine the copies sold of that game. I mean, I think – so this year we had – obviously content has been amazing. We got a lot of big legends. Mm-hmm. Big Poppy, Mariano, uh, Sheffield, Biggio. Those are big names, legends that – Huge, yeah. tend to forget because they announced them early in the year. It was, just, it was seven months ago that we've known this, right? Uh, but – Next year, I think it's the big year. I think they know it. They're going to open up the checkbooks. They're going to bring yeah. up a lot more new legends. I'm wanting that Clemente as a Puerto Rican mm-hmm. fan or a Puerto Rican and a baseball fan. I want that Clemente. Um, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. But parts like that, I would love an A-Rod. I, I thought A-Rod would be kind of like the Honus Wagner this year because I was thinking they added Sheffield and they added Big Poppy. They both work for Fox in the postseason. Same with A-Rod. A-Rod has been working on, I guess, making his image a little bit better. Yeah. He was one of the most hated uh, players or mm-hmm. people in baseball for a while. So I think he's working on that. So I was like, hey, it's perfect. They're bringing the whole crew there. But I can see A-Rod coming back in the game at some point. And what better year than 2021? It's the first year that we're going to have the game on uh, Xbox and other platforms. So just, just make it. Just do it. I thought we would get this year Hank Aaron and Clemente next year and just have the Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Clemente. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe next year. There's always next year. Yeah. I think it would be really cool specifically with A-Rod because he did bounce around a little bit. Almost picture his um, card path like the Jackie Robinson progressions where you work your way up to like a 90-something Seattle A-Rod. Then you work your way up to a 96 Texas Rangers and then 99 Yankee A-Rod. Yeah, it would be I a think, grind, but I think that would be cool. Yeah, and honestly, he, he can have ninety nine cards all throughout. Like, he oh, he could, he could. In Seattle, in Texas, in New York, uh, but yeah, I love, I love that uh, Jackie grind. Like, you get a ninety nine Jackie Robinson for free. I think that the same thing we're gonna end up having with Honus Wagner. He has kind of like the same. I guess it looks kind of like the same as the Jackie one. They can mm-hmm. add more to the to the Honus Wagner, which Honus Wagner was. I guess a crowd favorite last year. Um, obviously, it was a surprise when they dropped him, but the car was the best shortstop in the game since, since it came out. So especially with the 80 power threshold this year, he had like 86, 89 or 90 power. So a lot of people are going to like that. Honestly, the A-Rock can get something like that. You can get a Jeter car like that, and you can a rookie Jeter and just mm-hmm. work your way up as well. I love that, and, and that goes back to the, what we were talking about, the offline grind. You know, you don't have to play – uh, online for it just play offline you can do the exchanges for players a lot of people don't even want to play the people that don't want to grind offline can just exchange and get the points towards the car so yep it's perfect i love it i love everything about it yeah that's not only like content as far as player cards but the variety of ways to unlock players is better than it's ever been and i can only imagine how much better it will get because you know they still have ideas on other ways to produce cards or upgrade cards or what i think it's awesome it's just so much fun yeah especially now that madden came out 2k is about to come out i'm expecting some bombs to to just Mm -hmm. something they're gonna they're gonna give us something they always do and they're still 
obviously there's going to be a new World Series reward. The events rewards that we're getting, we just got a 98 Matt Bum, who was a, almost an endgame pitcher last year. We get him for playing events. Yeah. So um, it's just going to get better. We still have a lot of players. Obviously, the 99 Griffey, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, uh, Luke Gehrig, Ty Cobb. Fox, Ty Cobb. Like, there's so many. Kershaw, who was the yeah. best pitcher last year. So, um, you know, there's still so many players left. And the ways that you can, they can give them to us, they're just they, – they got, they got millions of options. <laughs> and we'll end up getting them. And now, do you think that the Mike Trout Collection Award will end up being the only big collection award? Me and Scuffy were talking about it, and we can easily see, you know, there were extra vouchers in that award that you didn't need to fulfill. Are we saving those for something else? Are there going to be more vouchers later on, or do you think this is it? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it, but I don't expect them to do it. I think um the reason why they made it easier for trout i think in my opinion it was because a lot of people never got to that honus wagner last year mm -hmm. they saw that the 60 signature series players or whatever it was it was too difficult for the casual gamer for the part-time players that yeah. cannot play the game eight hours a day um so i think that's the reason why they made it easier um so I don't think it, they made it easier because something else is coming. I just don't think they're going to oh, – I mean, it doesn't have to be a new legend or a new player, obviously, but I just don't know what, what else they would do. It's, it's not going to be better than Trout. Like, yeah, I, I mean – They could, but, you know, what car is going to be better than Trout? Willie Mays, but Willie Mays was a collection reward last year, so he's probably going to be like a boss this year, um, inning boss. So I don't see it happening. Would I be shocked? No, but I don't expect it. Yeah, I think that's actually a great way to put it because Mike Trout, you can argue right now, is the best card in the game. I would Personally, I'm not as good with him as I am with a mantle or even Larry Walker. I rake with Larry Walker. You, you, you're probably better with uh, left from the, hitting from the left side of the batter's box. Maybe it might be. Side. I'm a lefty growing up. I don't know if that makes a difference, but maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we'll know within a couple weeks, I'm sure, what the uh, – we'll know at the end of next week who the next inning bosses are. So – That'll help kind of guide us along the path. Um, so, Yeo, we're going to talk about CCL. We're going to talk about how you've grown your, your following and this and that. We're going to take a quick break first, read an ad from Thrive Fantasy. Guys, I'm thrilled to be working with Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose five out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money during the shortened MLB season, use promo code the show the pod. That's promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So you mentioned the CCL a few minutes ago. I think it's such an awesome concept. Not only is MLB The Show building up its community, it's encouraging viewership of their game by professional players or whatever you would consider yourself a professional <laughs> streamer. Um, I mean, it's just it, 
why wouldn't you build your community, right? Why wouldn't you showcase the best of the best who play your game? So I guess what have your initial reactions been and uh, thoughts about the CCL so far? Um, I mean, being in, I never thought I would get invited to something like that, to be honest. Like I started streaming, I don't know, 15, 16 months ago. Um, I never thought I would get invited to anything like that. I never thought I would be like working with SDS on something this big, yeah. especially the first time ever that they've done something like this. It's to me, it's an honor. It's humbling to just be a part of it. Uh, but being a part of it, it's, it's been amazing. It's been like the, the content creators that, that are in the league, it's crazy that, I, that I'm playing with them. Like for me, you know, like I mentioned, I started streaming not too long ago. So I, I've been watching Shelfie and Coos and Movie and all of them for, for years now. So being in the same, you know, league and conversation with them, it, for me, is amazing. I think it's great for the, for the game itself. Uh, it, it helps. Obviously, the bigger content creators, um, everybody knows them right but for us the bigger for the smaller content creators like mm -hmm. us that's we're the ones benefiting most right this is a chance to show what we're capable of um obviously sds adding the drops are just uh, I, I didn't think that was going to happen either yeah. so getting that drops I, I, people love drops right so i get we get the drops we get people coming into our streams like oh my god i'm here for the drops but i actually enjoy the content so it's helping us it's helping promote the game as well um i can see them doing a lot more of this um you know expanding it i know that the the original plan was to make it a little bit bigger uh league uh but 16 teams you know it's still for the first time it's great uh the prices are great are insane obviously but uh, just being a part of it, like we, we were talking about it on, on one of our calls and we said like, just so you know, we would actually, we would have done this for free. Like mm -hmm. even if there was no price pool or anything, we would have done it for free. And that's how, that's how I feel as well. It's huge exposure. And I'm also, I've been watching Shelfie and Coogs and all those guys. Um, and Shelfie, I don't mean to put Shelfie on blast here. I'd love to get Shelfie on the, on the show at some point. But you, you and him were playing a barn burner back and forth, and then you ended that game real quick, my man. How'd you, how'd you turn the corner there and, and mercy him by the eighth inning? I just, the shipping, the shipping uh, <laughs> special, the shipping bill. Honestly, I, I feel like my first few games, I was, like, nervous. Like, I usually don't get nervous, but I was nervous the first few games, and I, I could see struggling. I was struggling, especially at the beginning of the game. And I think he, he actually came into my screen before we started the game. And because people were like, this is going to be a good game. A lot of people wanted to see me play him or him mm -hmm. play me. Um, most people, it was me playing him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, we were like, listen, we're, we're going to give the fan a show. It's going to be like a one nothing game in 14 innings, right? So after five innings, I was up by like like 2 nothing, Or like, it's actually a pitcher's duel at Ship It, where you don't see that. You never see that, yeah. Uh, especially in Hall of Fame and Custom Leagues, we'd actually play closer to All-Star than, than, than Legend. Um, and then I don't know what happened. He, I got some breaks that came my way. Uh, I had some great at-bats. I feel like that's been the key for me, like being patient, getting that, that pitch count up, confidence down. Uh, and then we got to his pen, you know, and the pen, uh, he had a couple. Obviously, there's a 90 overall cap. After that first week, there were some changes. in There the were league. switches made, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then it was just like everything started going my way as well. You know, I'm <laughs> – I think I'm going to have to face him sometime down the road. I hope so. I hope so. Going right now, like we're actually tied for first place uh, with the six and one record. Uh, but man, I love Shelfie. It was, it was great playing him. 
um, it was that's actually been the, like the be, the my biggest stream of my life mm -hmm. uh, ever. Uh, so it was it was a lot of fun. Who are some other creators? I know you haven't played the entire schedule yet, obviously. Um, who else was a real challenge for you to play, or who else were like you're like, wow, I'm about to play this person. Uh, two days ago, I played movie. Um, so I play movie gaming. I, I, I actually had a collab on YouTube with movie, mm -hmm. uh, when the stage three team affinity came out, it, it ended up being kind of like a podcast episode. We start, we we're going to do like a top 10, 15 minute video. We ended mm -hmm. up doing like a 15 minute video going through every, every, every player, because like me, I got movie and I, we can just talk baseball and, and the show for days. So yeah. we, it, it became that, uh, but playing movie for me was, was big, especially because, like I've seen him for so long. Um, I had, I lost the previous day against Serenity on a slugfest as well. So I may never have to, I don't want to go to ship it ever again <laughs> because of that. But uh, I lost, so I was uh, four and one and he was five and oh. Uh, so I feel like this is a chance for, again, I like the challenge. I like to prove myself. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I can compete with a lot of the players with everyone in the league and I can beat, I can beat anyone if I'm playing well, right? So I was looking forward to the game. Um, so I, it, and it was a hell of a game too. It was a, it was a great game. So playing movie and, uh, ended up being, beating him was, was fun. Uh, again, I'm only six games or seven games into the season. So we got, it's 15. So there's still, there's still plenty of baseball left. I still haven't played, uh, I want to play Scuffy. I don't think I've ever played Scuffy. So I want to play Scuffy. I want to play Cougs. I want to play all of them, honestly. It's really cool to hear like so many people talking about the league. So many content creators in the league are so humble when they talk about it. You know, because obviously the community, there is a sense of competition, but it's all together. Like we're all bettering the game and we're all giving exposure to the game. So, you know, like you said before, you're relatively new still to the streaming game. I mean, it's been less than a year and a half. And I know that's a good amount of time, but that's still kind of new on the scene. And I was in your stream earlier today and I saw someone you played message you. Uh, like, wow, I love watching your YouTube videos. I can't believe I'm playing you right now. Like, I guess how, how cool is that to experience? Do you still get kind of like taken back by that? It's, yeah, I, I will forever feel – it's weird to me. Like, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. Uh, when I, And I get a lot of those messages like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm playing you. You have great <laughs> videos. I'm like, you watch my videos. Like, wow. I'm not even a YouTuber, right? I'm more of a, a Twitch guy. I started uh, YouTube earlier this year. And it's, it's a grind. Um, so I, I, I will, I just don't get, like, honestly, I go speechless every time. Like, I feel like it's so humbling. And, but that's what I wanted too. When I first started, I wanted to be like a positive influence. I wanted to help out people. And that's the reason why I started. I have, I used to play a lot, uh, but, you know, just online, but with my friends. Like, we would yeah. be on PS4 parties and just talking. And I would help out. And that's why one of my friends was like, you should just start streaming. Like you would be good at it because you help out people and you're, and I, I used to rage a lot. Streaming made me non-rage. And I feel like, cause that yeah. wasn't the, that wasn't what I wanted. You know, my first few streams, I had a couple kids come in and I'm like, that's where it clicked. Um, it, it's so much more than that. You know, you can have 12, 13 year old kids. Uh, so I wanted to be kind of like a positive influence as well. Um, and it's forever. It's always going to be like, crazy i always talk to i talk to my friends and i talk to other content creators and they feel the same way it's like it's still crazy that we have like i have people that come in i'm your fan i have fans like, <laughs> what? i'm just a guy that plays them over the show no i shouldn't have fans you know? yeah 
and you know, you started the YouTube channel, you said a little less than a year ago, so much different than streaming. It's obviously it's a video that's not live, but it's also your editing, which is something I'm still learning how to do so I can create on YouTube. And you know, it's a completely different animal. So what has the YouTube experience been like? It's been fun. Uh, it's a grind, obviously. Um, having a little bit of a, of a base on my Twitch channel has helped the mm -hmm. YouTube. I mean, I don't even have 1,600 followers, but I feel like it's still a lot on YouTube. Um, it's definitely different. I, did, I had no idea what it was, anything about editing, so I've learned a lot about that. I've learned a little bit. I mean, my thumbnails are not great, but I've learned <laughs> some with that. I get some ideas on it. Um, I, I do love... I like Twitch more uh, because I like the live reaction, I l the live talking to people. Yeah. Um, I feel like I play better when I'm talking to chat, when I'm doing all these things. When I'm on YouTube, I got to like log in. There's not <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk to myself. <laughs> so I, I do enjoy Twitch more, but I know that YouTube is, is also so big. Like it's a different audience. Uh, it can help the, the brand, the game, my channel. Uh, I can reach more people. I've had people, when people come into my Twitch, like, hey, I, I saw you from YouTube. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, <laughs> that's backwards. Oh, never told yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a different crowd there that I would like to be able to reach as well. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. Again, I work full-time. I go to school part-time. I do Twitch. I do YouTube. So I don't have a lot of time. I cannot post, like, daily videos like I would like to. Um, but, you know, I'm still going to be putting out the content there and hopefully – it reaches more and more people and keep growing it. And that busy schedule is why I'm very appreciative you took the time to come on the podcast today. Uh, one last thing before we close the episode. I, t I like to maybe start doing this. I talked to Scuffy about it. He's a huge Mets fan. So I ask him, you know, which Mets cards have we never gotten that he'd love to have? So before I ask you about the Red Sox, I want to preface it with, we've gotten some pretty damn good Red Sox cards this year. Dwight Evans was a weird one. We don't need to talk about that. Was but, actually, but he was actually a good card. Not going to lie. You feel it was decent. He's but decent. Yeah, he's just not, he's, he's not what you'd expect. He's not um, the big names that we know. Yes. But, like, the big poppy card is obviously great. The Jacoby Ellsbury people sleep on. The card's swing is so glitchy. It's so good. Amazing. And if you prestige him 99 speed, 99 stealing, it's insane. I mean, he still has a wet noodle for an arm in the outfield. But <laughs> otherwise, field, he's – Just hide him in left field. Exactly. Yeah. So – the Red Sox, obviously one of the most storied teams in baseball history. There's a million players you could probably choose from, but who are some cards you'd love to see that either we've never gotten or we haven't gotten in a while? The first name that comes to mind for me, Pedro Martinez. Uh, oh, unreal. My favorite Red yeah. Sox of all time. A lot of people may not see him as a Red Sox, but he's a Red Sox. Uh, obviously that 99 year, a 99 Cy Young Pedro Martinez would probably be the best pitcher in the game. It would be the best um, card without a, without a doubt. The, the, he was amazing. I used to love to watch him. Uh, so having him, uh, Manny Ramirez, I think it's obviously hitting-wise would be one of the best hitting cards. It would be kind of like an Albert Pujols. Mm -hmm. So uh, Manny being Manny, uh, I would like that. Uh, we're talking actually about this today. Mo Vong would be kind of like a – Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, big first base. I mean, another big first baseman. Yeah. Uh, I would like that one as well. I think those are like the top three that, that comes to mind. Uh, obviously, I was – you know, I'm 32 years old. I was raised in the 90s. So mm -hmm. those were my kind of like the ones that I know, uh, you know, more of. Uh, but they're still the biggest names too, you know. So Pedro, Manny, and Movong, I think would be the, the top three. There's still those, you know, we want, we want uh, Jason Veritek to add another switch hitting mm -hmm. catcher. They can make it somehow like a postseason or something because you have to juice that card up. 
Uh, but him and Euclid are kind of like the fourth and fifth. Kevin Euclid as well. I think, like we mentioned before, I think Nomar would be really cool. It would probably have to be some sort of like prime Nomar because he didn't really have the longevity that other guys have. Um, and people sleep on this. It would probably only be like a 92 to 95 or 96, but a Derek Lowe with a power sinker would yeah. be filthy. Yeah. And I mean, Team Wakefield is another one. We don't want knuckleballers. So. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but uh, low and low, you can you can have multiple. You can he can be the John Smalls, right? You can make him a closer. He had some uh, closing years as well. He was the starter. They're low, especially with how OP the sinker are. I agree with you that that sinker from Derek Lowe would be very good. All right, guys. So that's going to end this episode. But if you want more Yayo other than popping into his Twitch streams and going to YouTube and following him on social, all those things I'll plug in the description. You should become a Patreon member because if you go to patreon.com slash the show, the podcast, not only will you be notified of when episodes go up and all these things, um, you have the chance to uh, play me every month in a friendly which you'll probably win because I'm honestly not that good. And well, one time we'll see, we'll see. And, but secondarily, you're going to get tips from content creators that nobody else is getting. So there's an episode up there right now with Scuffy. It's about five minutes long. He's one of the BR gods. And I mean, Yayo himself, obviously quite good at BR as well, but Scuffy provides some drafting tips and team building strategies and, and playing tips just for battle Royale. So if you're a Patreon member, you get that. And if you're a Patreon member, you're going to get what's coming up with Yayo, where we're going to talk a little bit more about building and becoming a streamer, becoming a YouTuber, and just kind of the benchmarks for what you need to hit and, and how you got to get into it. Um, if you don't want to become a Patreon, totally understand. You have this episode to enjoy, I hope. Um, but that's going to be it, guys, for this episode. Yayo, thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, what, what do you got last words here for the, for the people? I mean, again, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, this is fun, man. I, I, like I mentioned before, I can talk baseball. I can talk the show for, for days. There's, there's going to be a couple of things coming up uh, CCL related in, in regards to that as well. But uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you again for having me. I love, I love what you, what you got going on. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.